Hello, my name's David and this is the Hypothetic RL, a podcast about the what-ifs of rugby league history. Over the next two episodes, including this one, I'm going to do two different what-ifs about uh, particular people. Um, not so much the what-ifs of, you know, what if they signed or if they didn't sign, as I did with the, the Cliffy Grins and Bears it um, back in the original season where I had Cliff Lyons not leaving Norths and staying with North Sydney um, instead of signing with Manly in 1986. Uh, so I'm not going to do it that way. It, it's similar in a way, but basically it's it's almost like a, a career spotlight and a what-if of their career. Um, the first one that I'm doing is, is more of a positive what-if. The second one is more of a, a negative. Uh, so the two subjects that I've picked for these, these, are, um, these episodes are what I believe two very pivotal people in, in rugby league history, especially, you know, through the the fairly more modern period um and a lot of people who know me really well know uh, how much i i um how much i'm a fan of peter sterling uh so he's the first person that we're going to talk about um and when you think about peter sterling obviously think of about the the long flowing blonde locks and you know well i think greatest halfback ever i don't know obviously other people don't agree with me but i do think that um, you think Parramatta and you think, you know, the premierships and, and everything. So, you know, Peter Sterling won four premierships with Parramatta, obviously all four that we won, um, he was a part of from 81 right through to 86. Uh, you know, they were a dominant team from, from 81 right through to 86, even though, you know, they didn't win in 85 and, and 84 and 85, but, you know, made the grand final in 84. In 85, they were missing, you know, quite a lot of plays, including Sterling and Kenny and, Quite a lot of people played over in the English um, Super League, in the English Super League, uh, in the English RFL at the English competition, um, in at the sort of start of the season, and you know they lost a lot of momentum, and they they obviously didn't make it all the way to the grand final, but did still make it into the finals. So, you know, a quality team, um, and then obviously 1986 happens. That's the last grand final for for Parra fans for now. Um, hopefully. One day someone's listening to this podcast and goes, oh no, what about 2020, whatever it is, when we won. But um, we'll, we shall see. We shall see if that happens. I'm, I'm hopeful, um, but still don't think it's going to happen. Uh, anyway, uh, it is, it's at that point in 1986 when, you know, we have Ray Price and uh, Mick Cronin retire. Uh, Parramatta doesn't have a very good 1987. And, you know, we all know the history from then. Parramatta don't make the finals again for quite some time till you know mid 90s um, go through a pretty bad period where you know if it wasn't for the ineptitude of the Gold Coast would have finished last on at least two occasions um, and you know one of the one of the themes of, of those seasons and I mean not every one of the seasons but one of the themes of those seasons is that Peter Sterling picked up a, a shoulder injury and you know and basically was in and out of the team he didn't get to play every game and you know when Parramatta played with Peter Sterling especially in the earlier period um, they were a lot better than when they didn't play with him um, you know I mean, the same could be said with, with Brett Kenny as well but there was a noticeable difference uh, when Sterling wasn't on the field for Parramatta especially in the sort of late 90s sorry late 80s early 90s um, and of course you know we come to 1992 and three rounds into the competition uh, in the third round he you know, busts his shoulder for the last time and just says, look, that's it. That's it for me. I'm done. Um, 
and you know it took Paramount a long time to recover from that as well. So what I'm going to do in this episode is it's not a very long. Uh, we're not going to go right through the whole history of uh, of everything that happened after that. Uh, but what we're going to do is we're going to have a look at the seasons starting from 1988 because um, 87 he did play most of that season. Um, we're going to start from 88, which is the first season that was very hampered by injury. Uh, and then what we're going to do is we're going to uh, have a look at what might have happened if Peter Stelling had played all the games or a majority of the games. Uh, so what I've done is I've gone through each of these seasons. I've um, tabulated the results of every game Paramount have played. I've then said whether he played or not in those games. Uh, we've worked out in that period of time the percentage of games that he won, or percentage of games that Parramatta won when he was there, and the percentage of games that Parramatta won when he wasn't there. Uh, and the ratio is is quite astounding. Like, you're talking about, uh, at worst, you know, maybe a 40% win rate with him in the team. And, you know, with him out of the team, the best was probably about 30, 35% or something like that. But, you know, like, it, 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 when I say the best, that's like outliers. Most of the time when he wasn't in the team, they would win, say, 20%, maybe even less. Um, and so what we've, what I've done with this is we've put all the numbers together um, and I've, I've then worked out, based on those results uh, and based on the opponents that we scored, like we, or we, based on the opponents that Parramatta um, lost by the least margin by, um, and a bit of randomization, uh, we've put them together and we've decided that uh, which games, if Peter Sterling had played in, that Parramatta likely may have won. Then we've gone through the whole season, obviously looked at what effect that has on the final table and their position. If they've, you know, if it's made a change to a final system because, you know, a game won or lost changed the season's fortune, then we've then gone through that and I'm looking, going to look through the final system as well. So it's it's basically a magical what if. What if there was a magic formula that kept Peter Stone on the field for Parramatta? Um, and then when we get towards the end, we're going to say that he doesn't retire in 1991 as well, that he actually ends up playing on and he'll retire in 1993, which if he hasn't been injured, that's probably fairly realistic considering that he... You know, made for he was first in first grade in the late seventies, um, so you know playing through to ninety three is probably the limit of, that we could probably bring it to. But um, obviously there'll be less effect as we go towards the end of his career. He's not going to have as much effect. But you know, like as as like a a kid and you know a young adult growing growing up and and watching him play. Right, I mean he retired when I was eleven, so I suppose that's still a kid. Um, is it? there's a massive difference of when he played and when he didn't play. Um, and that's, you know, that's what we're trying to pick up in this, you know, was, was there a chance that, you know, with him, with him in the team that, you know, consistently that Parramatta would have been better. And also, you know, with Parramatta winning a few extra games, does that affect other teams? You know, we may have defeated someone who just scrapes into a finals and, and goes on a run or, you know, something like that. All right. Well, I think that's a mu as much explanation as I can give to that uh, without going through the exact formulations. But basically what we've done is we've tried to bring for the for the games where he doesn't play, 
we've applied the same ratio of win percentage as an average uh, to work out how many additional games that Parramatta could have won and then applied that to how many games actually was. So I'm going to just quickly, or not quickly, I'm just going to go through uh, from 1988 onwards, as I said, and I'll let you know which games that we're assigning that Parramatta would have won instead, and we'll then say what the final table was, whether there was an effect to the finals, and so on. Okay. All right, so we'll start in 1988. Um, 1988 was a season that didn't go very well for Parramatta, obviously. You know, none of these seasons really did go well. Parramatta finished in 11th position in actuality. Uh, with this change, what's going to happen is Parramatta's going to finish in a different position. Uh, we've gone through every one of these games, and there is actually six games that change, uh, which... You know, at the end of the day, we'll see what happens in terms of the table. But uh, going through in in the games in chronological order, there was a game. Uh, so the game in round six against North Sydney that North won 12-8. I'm going to say that Parramatta are going to win that game. They're going to then turn around and win in round seven against Wests. And that will mean that they would win two in a row. And then the next two they win, which is against Canberra and Elwara. So they would have won four games in a row. Um, interestingly, in that season, uh, Sterling started from round one and then he missed round six and seven. So they're the two first ones he missed. After six and seven, like I said, they defeated Canberra. Um, you know, Canberra in 1988, a pretty good team just coming off being um, runners up in the season before. Uh, defeated them, defeated Illawarra, uh, then defeated St. George. Uh, sorry, didn't defeat. So I just got beaten by St. George um, and then defeated Souths. Uh, then we get to round, or we'll do round 12, but then we get to round 13. We're going to say that Parramatta, who lost 18-13 against Cronulla, are going to win. Um, we've assigned nominal amounts of, of points to, to get them back over the, the line as well. But um, yeah, we're just going to say what, who, they, who they beat and who they didn't beat. Um, they're going to then defeat the Gold Coast uh, in round 15. Uh, defeat Newcastle in round 16, and defeat Penrith in round 19. Uh, the interesting thing is that Parramatta played against Brisbane, the Gold Coast, and Newcastle, which is the three new clubs. Um, they played Newcastle twice actually, but they played uh, they played against the three new clubs, and they, sorry, they played Brisbane twice as well. Uh, their records against both of them they actually uh, won and lost one one each against Brisbane. Uh, one and lost one each against Newcastle and they got beaten by the Gold Coast so um, you know knowing where those teams those new teams were in 1988 that's you'd have to say a, a not a great effort to lose to the Gold Coast um, I mean getting a win over Brisbane was was pretty good but uh, yeah maybe not the best but what we've um, what we're going to do with that is because they're going to get a win over another win over Newcastle they're going to beat Newcastle on both attempts um, they're also going to defeat the Gold Coast, and you know, one and one record against Brisbane is not that bad. Uh, so yeah, all right. At the end of the season, that means that Parramatta moves from eleventh spot up to eighth position, which is you know good. Still not finals, but but very good. Uh, their differential is is not great. Uh, but the interesting thing that does happen is because of the victory against Penrith, which is the one in round nineteen. It means that Balmain don't have to play 
an extra game. Um, what happens in 1988 is Balmain goes on a massive run uh, right at the end of the season, and they end up tying on points uh, with well, with basically everyone from third down. So Canberra, Manly, Penrith, and Balmain all tie on points. The way that they determined it in those days, because it's a, a final five, you can't have a, a sixth spot. Um, they played a Southern Death game, and that meant that Balmain had to play Penrith. Uh, it was a midweek game at Parramatta Stadium, which Balmain defeated them. And then Balmain went on a huge run that season, I don't know if you remember 1988, but basically they defeated Penrith. They then defeated Manly in the minor qualification final, I suppose you called that, the 4v5 game, usually. They then beat Canberra. They then beat Cronulla, who were the minor premiers in the, in the prelim final. And then they came up against Canterbury and they, they couldn't go all the way. But they went basically an amazing run. Um, and they'd won like nine of the last 11 games. And they did like five in a row right at the end. So it was a huge, huge thing um, for them to get there. And, you know, like it, it'd be very interesting to know what would have happened, you know, should these results have happened. Because basically what happens, Balmain don't have to play that extra one game. They would end up finishing fifth well not fifth out well, but yeah fifth outright i mean they same points for and against still as um as third and fourth but you know they would have finished fifth they wouldn't have had to play the midweek game which means they would have played one less game so i don't know whether that would have made a huge difference um we're going to normally say well can i redefeat a balmain so that's going to be the same thing anyway but you know that balmain run is is pretty amazing i mean when you when you bring in ellery hanley it's gonna it's definitely gonna do something in 1988 but um, yeah. All right. Well, look, that's, I don't think there's no really any real effect to 90 apart from Brute Penrith don't get to play in the playoff game that they lose anyway. Um, but yeah, look, it's, uh, it gets Paramount up to the same points as Penrith, but you know, forward against wise, they still finish in eighth position. Uh, one position below Brisbane, which is not too bad. And yeah. Okay. So having Peter Sterling there was going to definitely get them close, but not quite there. Um, realistically for them to get there into that final so they would have to win at least another game um but they've already, we've already given them six extra so you know um that's not going to that's not going to do it um okay so let's move on to 1989 uh 1989 is not as bad of a, a season um for Pierce he does miss a few games towards the end of the season. He plays the first six, uh, misses three games, and then from round 15, he's out again, and he misses all the way from 16 to the end of the season. So, I mean, still quite a lot of still quite a lot of games, but like just sort of in two little bulks that, that happens. Um, applying the, the formula, it comes up that uh, Parramatta are going to win four additional games in this season. Uh, at the end of this at the end of the 1989 season, Parramatta had finished in 8th position, but they're actually 6 points behind 5th. Um, so the fact that we're saying we're going to give them an extra 4 games winning is going to be enough to put them into the finals. Uh, but we'll just we'll go through each of them. We'll just sort of show what sort of happened. So uh, in, that, in that first run of 6, obviously we don't change any results there. Uh, and like I said, we're only changing results where he didn't play. So, you know, like if he plays in games and when they lose, then they still lose. Uh, 
but yeah, round seven against Newcastle, we're going to have them defeat Newcastle. So we're already having a, a positive influence for Parramatta against Newcastle. We've we've made it so that um, they haven't beaten them so far uh, in the what's that the three attempts that Newcastle have had against Parramatta, they've lost all three. Um, we go to round 19 where Parramatta is going to defeat Balmain. In that game, they had um, they had been beaten 22-18. So we're going to say with the influence of Sterl on the field, uh, Parramatta is going to win that game. They're going to win. They're going to beat Brisbane in round 21, uh, and they're going to beat Newcastle again in round 22. So uh, where whereas Parramatta had only won one out of four against Newcastle in their first two seasons playing against them. Uh, in this hypothetical, they've won four out of four. So, um, it's it look they were all fairly close games. So I think that's why that's the way it's happening. But yeah, uh, nothing against Newcastle. It's just that's the way it's sort of fallen. Um, that means that, like I said, Parramatta is going to obviously finish in finals because they're going to have that ex- those extra wins. And with the fact that they've beaten certain teams, including Balmain. Uh, it's going to mean that Parramatta is going to finish in third position, and the interesting thing about that is that in that posi- in that time, uh, in that season, that uh, Balmain had finished in third, uh, but because they lose that game, they drop down, well, basically they drop down a game, so they go down to twenty-seven, but it also does make an effect because there were other teams in behind, so. We've got a final table at the end of 1989 that, that reads South, Penrith, Parramatta, Canberra and Cronulla in the top five. And Balmain, with the extra loss, dropped 27 points and actually dropped out of the finals. So what had happened before is that Brisbane and Cronulla had been in a playoff uh, because they'd finished in the same in the same amount of points and they'd have to play up against each other. But courtesy of the fact that Balmain dropped two points they're going to drop down to 27, which means that they're going to be the team that drops out. Parramatta drops uh, drops in. Parramatta jumps in. Um, but it also means that with Parramatta beating Brisbane, they're also going to drop points down to 26. So Cronulla make it outright. Uh, it didn't really matter anyway because Cronulla were in, but it does make a massive difference on the positions. Uh, and then... Based on how teams performed in the finals, and also you know just generally uh, with momentum of, of teams, the finals is going to happen this way. So we're going to end up with Canberra defeating Cronulla, and Parramatta is going to defeat Penrith. In the second round, Canberra will defeat Penrith, and South will beat Parramatta. Um, based on some season results and things like that, and then the prelim will be uh, Parramatta against Canberra, and Canberra will defeat Parramatta. And then Canberra is going to beat Souths in 1989. I don't know if it's in a similar way with the extra time and the, the way that went, but we're still saying Canberra wins the grand final in 1989. It's just their opponent's going to be South Sydney, um, which, you know, makes perfect sense. Okay, so if we move on to 1990, this is a season where Peter Stelling actually plays most of the games. So there's not going to be a huge amount of difference. Uh, the one thing that happens when we apply it, because he only misses two games, and when we look at the ratio, the two games he misses, they lose both. Uh, so based on ratio, we think that he, he would have contributed to one of the wins. Uh, the interesting thing about that is the two games he misses uh, from round, well, he misses round 16 and 17, uh, but from round 14, or we'll go even earlier, if we go from round 10, 
Parramatta won three in a row, lost one against Cronulla, then won two in a row, and then these two losses when they didn't have Peter Sterling. And then after he came back, they won two more in a row, had a draw with Newcastle, won against Balmain, and then finished off the season with a loss against Manly. So they finished eighth in that season, three points behind... um, Excuse me, three points behind fifth place. So they're not going... Obviously, we're not going to give them two wins. They're not going to win both games. Um, so that we just give them one of those victories, which is the game against Brisbane, uh, which, I mean, it could have been Brisbane or Penrith, but it was Brisbane in this case. And in this case, it does elevate Parramatta up slightly, but obviously they're not going to make it into the finals. The fact that it, they defeat Brisbane is obviously going to make a, a slight difference. Um... Table-wise, it really doesn't do that much. You end up with the same kind of games, everyone playing against each other in, in the way they did. Um, and, you know, you end up with uh, Balmain defeats Newcastle in a midweek playoff and then gets defeated by Manly. Penrith beat Brisbane. Brisbane beat Manly. Penrith beat Canberra. Canberra beat Brisbane. And then Canberra come back, turn around to beat Penrith in 1990. So in terms of that, that's your... Your final system, pretty much playing playing out exactly, or is playing out exactly how it did. So that extra game made no difference. When Brisbane had that loss, it just meant that they didn't finish on equal points with with um, Canberra. They finished two points behind, but still better for it against the Penrith. So uh, yeah, no real change. So we will jump over to 1991 because 1991 is going to make a little bit more of a, a difference to what we're doing with the table. Um, there is going to be yeah, much more significant because it was a season where basically Peter Sterling didn't play at all. Like, um, yeah, basically no no games for him, um, which means that there's going to be quite a lot of um, quite a lot of games where he's going to be in, obviously, and quite a lot of games we're going to have an opportunity to uh, give Paramount a win when they when they probably would have done because they would have had you know Sterling in the team. Yeah, in fact, in that season, looking at the record, uh, he's only got one listed appearance, which is a game against North Sydney in round three. So I'm assuming that he missed the first two rounds, maybe with injury, and picked up an injury in round three, and uh, wasn't in there for the entire season. So we'll have a look at randomly what's happened, uh, what we've decided to, to give them in terms of victories. Um, chronologically, round four against Brisbane, uh, it was a... 26 to 13 loss. We're going to say Parramatta wins that. Uh, they defeat Gold Coast in round five. They'll defeat Manly in round seven. Uh, that first start of the season for Parramatta, they start with a zero and seven record. So we're going to give them three and seven, which is you know a little bit better. Um, they win against Bowman and Cronulla in round nine. So it'll be five of nine. So actually, you know, to almost the halfway point, not a bad sort of effort. Uh, they've come. You know, the effort before that was was two and nine, so this is a lot better than that. And just to give you a an idea, is this is a season where Parramatta finishes fifteenth. Um, like I said, they only saved by the Gold Coast being there. They win six games all year, so it's not a, a great result. Um, so going forward, having we got to round seven, uh, the next the next game is round eleven against South. So we'll give them the win, and round twelve against Penrith. So that will mean, because they actually end up winning in rounds 13, 14, and 15, they'll go on a five-game winning streak there. Um, in round 18, we give them the win against North Sydney. 
uh, and we give them a win in we'll give them wins in round 21 and 22 after they had one in reality against the Gold Coast in round 20. So that's a, that's a fair amount of games. It's eight games, which means that if you give a team eight wins from where they were down in um, down in 15th position with with yeah, 12 competition points. That's going to give them an extra 16. That's going to boost them up to 28 competition points. And because of the way that they've defeated certain teams, the final table is going to finish with Penrith on top, Canberra in second, Parramatta is going to finish third, uh, North's finishing fourth, Canterbury finishing fifth. So that means in the first week of the finals, it'll be North's defeating Canterbury, Canberra will defeat Parramatta, uh, North's then defeat Parramatta, Penrith defeat Canberra, and it'll be Canberra defeating Norths as we had as the prelim in 91 and Penrith defeating Canberra. So no real change from weeks three and four. The only thing is that Parramatta forces their way into those finals. Um, and I mean, interestingly enough, it changed, it does change the format or change the, the sort of order with some of the teams as well. Um, it makes a massive difference to West because of, you know, Parramatta defeating, they drop way down the table. Whereas they got into a playoff that year against Canterbury uh, for that last position, it also makes a, a difference, you know, for quite a lot, few other clubs there. Um, yeah, you know, Manly dropped way down. Um, that's because they got beaten twice by Parramatta, so two losses is enough to drop them from 29 points down to 25 points, and you know, 29 points got them into second position in that season. So. It's a really tight table. Like every team from probably about second right down to us, you know, around tenth, or whatever, they were all within a pretty good range of each other. Um, or maybe about tenth, maybe ninth. So you know, twenty nine points for second, and then ninth who's St George is on twenty five points, and a positive differential too. So you know, it seems like there was a, a big drop away towards the bottom of the table, but some of those. And obviously, Penrith way on top on 35 points. That made a big difference. So, look, we'll move on to the next one. Next season's going to be 1992. Um, as you guys know, we did a 92 uh, season, and we obviously know 1992 quite well. We know the positions. Um, we did talk about Parramatta, and in that season, Parramatta did finish in second-last position, and they finished in second-last position you know, basically because... The Gold Coast breached an interchange rule, otherwise they would have finished last. But in this situation, the round three game against um, Western Suburbs, where uh, where Peter Sterling gets injured and then retires, is obviously not going to happen the same way. Um, he's going to play this entire season, so instead of having him listed as playing, you know, three games, he's going to be listed as playing 22 games, and that's going to make a, a huge difference for him as well. So. The first game that we're gonna we're gonna change the result of is gonna be that round three game against Wests. Uh, West had won 22 16. We're gonna say with him on the field and not injured at the end of that game. They're gonna Paramount are gonna pull that win out. Um, they're then going to go on into round five and defeat Balmain in round five. Uh, they're going to be very patchy sort of win loss win loss for a while there um, until they get to round nine and then round. Round 9 will be a win, then round 10... Well, round 9 was a win anyway. Round 10 is the change result, which means that Parramatta go three in a row because they go rounds 9, 10, and 11. Um, so they'll defeat Canberra in round 10. They then defeat Brisbane in round 13. 
and then they end up defeating South and St George in two consecutive rounds 16 and 17 so from rounds 15 to 18 they're going to win uh, then three losses near the end of the season and uh, finally they end up with a draw against Canterbury and what that does um, that draw well, I mean, it doesn't not just the draw but what that does that makes Parramatta finish in fifth position um, whereas what had happened previously it was Brisbane St George Illawarra Newcastle and Wests uh, the win in round three against Wests is enough to push them down to 23 points uh, Parramatta's all those wins get them to 26 points so they become the fifth place team equal points with Newcastle uh, East or still finish in sixth and everyone else sort of pushes down some Manly Penner of Canterbury like all those teams we went through for our 92 recap they all push down one position and yeah basically that's I mean there's some variations with who beats who and where they all finish but they're all basically in the same area um, that means that Parramatta will play a finals game against Newcastle and get defeated and then after that everything happens exactly the same as it did before because that Newcastle had beaten Wests and it's, there's no difference so we'll move on to 93, and 93 is going to be our last one. Um, this will be the testimonial, not testimonial, the retirement year. So he's going to announce his retirement, and he'll be retiring at the end of that season. And what's going to happen is Parramatta is going to uh, get a positive. They're going to get a win against St George in round four. They're going to get a win against South in round nine. Uh, and then they're going to go three wins in a row. So we're going to give them... 16, 17, and 18, which means that because they had three wins in a row from around 13 to 15, they're actually going to go six wins in a row, which is a huge, huge thing. Um, they drop a game against St George in round 19, but then they defeat Canterbury in round 20, and then they go loss win for the last two games of the season against Canberra and Balmain. So at the end of it, uh, Parramatta, who in, I mean, in 1993 wasn't a great year either. Um, I mean, 92 was terrible, but, you know, 93, not great. They finished in 11th position. They're actually going to jump up. They're going to finish in 6th position. Um, it's going to be a little bit unfortunate for them uh, because they're going to finish in equal position, equal 6th, uh, with Brisbane. So that means they're going to have to go into a playoff. And, I mean, maybe not unfortunate. It's probably going to be not a bad way to finish. You've got... Peterson gets one last finals game really he gets to play against Brisbane um, I looked at the results and you know obviously we gave them the win against Brisbane in that season in round 18 we're going to say that they were good enough to beat them again um, with you know Sterlow in the team and so they're going to get to play in the 4v5 game against St George unfortunately for them St George is going to defeat them um, and then the next uh, but I mean the thing the major thing about that, sorry, I jumped over it just then, and I just thought about it, is 1993. This is the game. This is the season where Brisbane comes from fifth position to win the premiership. Um, they finish in fifth position on their own. They, you know, defeat Manly. They defeat Canberra. They defeat Canterbury, and then finally they defeat St George in the grand final. So they do pretty much what Balmain did, in um, minus the um, minus the playoff game. In reality but we're gonna say they get to a playoff game with Parramatta and you know even though Brisbane had, had a good run at the end of that season we're going to say you know the crafty craftiness of Sterlow and you've still got you know Brett Kenny around we're going to say that they defeat them 
which means that Brisbane are out and they can't go on that run. So Parramatta being beaten by St George means that Parramatta doesn't go on that run either. Um, and we're going to say that Canterbury defeats Manly in that same round, that St George beats Parramatta, and then St George beats Manly, Canterbury beats Canberra, and St George beats Canberra, and then St George beats Canterbury. So St George is the one that goes on the huge run. Um, and it's 1993, so, you know, I mean, that was pretty close between those teams in that, in that one, and the, the fact that St George is down there is because they were beaten by Parramatta early in the season, but they do get that result, and then because of that run, they get on a big run, they defeat Canterbury in the grand final, and it's a, a famous Dragons um, grand final win, which is, you know, I don't say I don't think for you, do anything for you Dragons fans, so... Yeah, all right. Well, um, I think that's going to get us to the end of what we're going to talk about. So um, as you can see, having a player who I think is an immortal, and I don't care if you don't think so because you're all wrong if you don't think that, um, having that player in your team for an extended period of time, not being injured for like long seasons, like, it, you know, 1990 and 1991, he plays, what, what half of a game in in 1990 and he plays two and a half games in 91 you know if he's going to play majority of those games they're going to be much better um and you know in the other seasons he does miss quite a few games because of injuries so we're saying having him there consistently is going to be a, a massive difference to that team um it gets paramount in the finals you know more occasions than obviously did because this whole period is they never made finals so we've got them in the finals what's that three times um, sorry, four times. Uh, so that's that's a massive sort of difference. I mean, they, made, they didn't go on and win a grand final or anything, and I didn't think they were ever would. But, you know, at least making it into the finals and, and winning a finals game, you know, that's that's still a pretty massive thing to do. So, yeah, all right. Um, I might leave you guys with that, and I'll get out of here, and I'll set up and probably record the next one. So I will talk to you guys next week.